What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 46th episode of our Nintendo podcast directly to you. I think that's the 46th episode. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> um, I am joined by Parker. Hey, what's up? I be AJ, as you should know by now. Unless you're new. If you're new, hi, hello. And maybe, if you're new, you don't know that you could become a channel member on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fanatics4. If you like what we make here, you can get supporter benefits like exclusive emotes, loyalty badges, gaming time with us, switch keys from time to time, and priority in my gameplay streams every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can also uh, be a supporter through Anchor's listener support program. That's more complicated. $1 through $10. If you support at the $5 mark, like on YouTube, you'll get most of those things, just not the loyalty badges and the, the exclusive emotes, because that's through YouTube. Uh, but with all that out of the way, how's how's life, Parker? How's how's life? Life is great. <laughs> yeah, no, very good. Um, been playing some games, been hanging out. Uh, it's a long weekend coming up, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, got Monday off, and I'm going to do who knows what. So oh, that's snaps. all good stuff. Yep. You've been playing a lot of games recently? Yeah. I'm today I've been playing Travis Strikes again. Mm-hmm. Um I I talked about my thoughts on this game that I'm like meh on it. Oh yeah, also product provided by Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, I've been Shout ta- it from the mountaintops. Uh <laughs> I don't want the FTC coming for me. You know what that's I mean? That's right. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that game and before it came out, I was like lukewarm on it. I, I would even say that that's a, a, an over exaggeration of how excited I was for this game. <laughs> um, and I, I, Hey, you know, my views have not changed very much in the like hour to two hours that I've played so far. It definitely is the game that I thought it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, that seems to be the general consensus that I've seen too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Anything in specific that's making you feel those ways? It just doesn't feel like, and I know that this isn't like a full price game, right? It's, right. it's thirty dollars or whatever. It doesn't even feel like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and and I don't mean like graphically. Like, I know some Switch YouTubers are like the graphics are, but I don't care about that. It's just mm-hmm. it feels like a, like a Xbox Live arcade game, which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing. But I think that there's a, a price bracket that you need to be hitting there if that if that's what you're gonna be aiming for you know right there's something i i don't know if i'll be able to phrase this well but from the looks of it and the things that i've seen it does feel like um there's a difference between it's like a smaller version of what's a big game as opposed to like you know hollow knight or whatever is like a expansive small game Mm -hmm. where it's like there's a ton of stuff to do and it's really in depth but you can also like you know, do a hundred percent of it in, you know, a small time frame or whatever, but it feels small. Whereas this feels it like looks and feels like, again, I haven't played it, but just from everything I've seen a pared down version of what should be a big game. I, I can't put my finger yeah, on what exactly like, that difference is, but it's like this seems weird there. middle ground. Cause this is like, I know another thing that people like to throw around when they don't like a game or when it's like a smaller scale thing is like, Oh, this game is lazy. I definitely don't think this game is lazy. Mm, um, yeah. but I do that. I also don't think that they, uh, priced it correctly for what it is. Like, I think that they mm-hmm. paid a lot of attention to a lot of things that, uh, don't really add like inherent value. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to be really into what this game is to value what they spent a lot of time and money on. 
Um, that, yeah, that's always interesting because I think there's things that from, I mean, taking a look at like all of your action point videos, I feel like especially points to it. There's like simple things that can make really big differences. And sometimes those are just complete oversight. Like uh, from just the videos that I've seen, it seems like enemy variety is is something that's somewhat lacking in this right. game. Yeah, And that's one of those things where it's like, it kind of wouldn't be that hard to even just throw different skins on different enemies, I feel like, to make you think that there's different enemy variety. Like, they maybe even behave pretty much the same, but you don't really realize they behave the same until you get into it. I don't know. Or maybe that is the case. Maybe it is like that. It just doesn't, they don't feel different. I don't know. Like, I don't know how deep the mechanics get. Because like I said, I mean, the game's, I I can't imagine the game is much longer than what I've played so far. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I definitely didn't get far enough for it to like, you know, get to the point where they're throwing new mechanics at me and stuff like that. Like I, right. I got like two out of the, uh, I don't know how many specials are in it, but you you have four different specials that you can use. I have two right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm gotcha. not like super deep yet, um, but everything in there, it kind of feels like, you know, like an old school beat-em-up game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's fine, mm-hmm. but I, it just isn't like this this thing that should have been, you know, blown up to this level, you know? Of being yeah. like, this is like one of the biggest announcements that we have at the first time we're seeing the Switch. You know, like this is one of the first ever Switch games we knew about. And then we had to wait like another two years to get this game. <laughs> so it's like that, that sort of thing. I don't know if it's worth that. Right. It's kind of, I mean, it's similar to the Nintendo Online stuff where like I think the product didn't deserve the hype that it was getting. Where we waited so long for the online service. And it was like... I mean, obviously, I agree with pretty much all the thoughts that you've said before where, like, it's going to be great and or it'll kind of have to be or maybe it won't be, but, like, it kind of has to. Um, but the, honestly, the biggest problem that I saw with it was just the fact that it had been hyped up for so long that, like, it's going to come and it's going to be great. And then it's just, like, a little bit lackluster when it finally comes out. But if it had come out exactly like it was a long time ago, it would have been great. And same for, like, you know, if Travis Strikes Again had come out in the first year of the switch people would be super jazzed about it i feel like i think the only way that they would be like super jazzed about it if is if it was a launch title <laughs> like yeah. i'm talking came out like around when snipper clips came out uh-huh. uh i could see it being a, a bigger game than what it is you know there, yeah there were a lot of games like that honestly i feel like where like i was just thinking about that on my drive home from work today um snake pass yeah like that should not have been what it was. I mean, cool. It's cool mechanics. Sure. I guess whatever. But it was like, I remember because it was one of the first games that came out, everybody was like, Oh, it's in a new game on the switch. Like, we yeah, can exactly. Take a look at it. And so just for it being on there was enough reason to be super interested, <laughs> which isn't saying a lot. Right. Like I'm yeah. taking time away from smash brothers to play this game. <laughs> right. That's There's not a lot of other okay. stuff demanding your time. Yeah. <laughs> smash brothers, Parker. Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. How dare they mm-hmm. use up my Smash Brothers time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm still having a great time with Smash. I'm still yeah, I'm playing a lot of Smash still. Um and also right now, uh just keep it on going on Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, which I okay, I I'm gonna append some things to if if anybody out there listening hasn't seen AJ's video on um, you know, 
Which one? Just, I've made so many. <laughs> yes. Specifically the one that's like, you know, if you're a Pokemon fan and um, haven't played Pokemon Let's Go and aren't sure what to think about it, you know, here's some thoughts. Right okay. Yeah, that yeah. one I thought was quite insightful and especially for me where I just wasn't sure what to think about it ahead of time, like if it was going to be too casual or any of that stuff. I So my thoughts kind of go right in line with yours where... I'm not like catching a whole lot of Pokemon. So essentially I'm not grinding a whole lot, Mm -hmm. which is most of, I end up doing a lot in regular traditional Pokemon games because I like to be over leveled. Whereas for this, it's not particularly fun to, I mean, it's like fine to catch Pokemon, but it's like, I don't really care about, I I care about resource management. And so using up all of my Pokemons to just catch all these Pokemon, I'd kind of just rather not, which means that I end up being kind of under leveled for stuff or leveled like pretty evenly as I'm going through, which ends up making the game way more challenging in a great, in a good way. Exactly. Um, And so that's something that I've, I've really appreciated is like, cause I just got to, uh, I just beat Erica and was up in the Pokemon Tower with in Lavender Town and stuff and was sort of at a point where I was like, I don't know which area I want to go to first for leveling purposes. Like, I don't know where I'm actually more prepared for because I think if I go to the to the wrong side of this, like if I try to beat Erica first, maybe I won't even be leveled up high enough, um, which is sort of a good problem to have, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun, especially besides the catching mechanics. It's kind of just a regular old Pokemon game. It's just, it's just Pokemon, you know? (laughs) And like that, and I've talked about, obviously I have so many videos on it, (laughs) but like people, I feel like just due to the existence of this game and like the idea Mm -hmm. of like, oh, we want to bring in more Pokemon Go players. So we want to give them this like easier on ramp. People are Mm -hmm. thinking like, oh, this is a baby game for babies. And it's like, no, Pokemon has never been hard. This is Mm -hmm. just slightly easier to get into. It's Mm -hmm. easy to learn, difficult to master scenario here. Whereas like you can very well be very over leveled if you're like, I'm just going to chain captures at the first gym, you know, like I'm going to catch a shiny every pokemon i see you know like if you're doing mm-hmm. that then yes you you will be over leveled but if you're <laughs> if you're playing the game like i think is normal because like i've never really i've never been the type of person to grind especially right. in in pokemon because it's like that's not fun to me you know and, mm-hmm. I, and it's never needed and therefore it becomes more fun when you when you have to actually think to be able to win a battle and not just press the, the move with the most pokemon attack you know right yeah exactly and that's i mean like i feel like most jrpgs are pretty much like can be really easy if you just grind a lot but i mean besides ones that there's some that you have to um was like that level with you or whatever and so those ones will stay challenging pretty much throughout so like octopath traveler stays fairly challenging although there's kind of some gimmicks in there that you can use to make it pretty easy for yourself right but pokemon is just the same way where like if you over level everything's gonna be super easy if you're under leveled it's gonna be it's not like crazy complicated but it's like a fun amount of complicated and it can be just challenging to think your way out of it if you can't just beat them with brute force which is fun (laughs) agreed yep everybody buy pokemon let's go it's a good game let's do it it's a good game indeed uh but yeah anything else you've been playing this week uh smash brothers uh new super mario bros deluxe new super mario bros u deluxe (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) not a long title at all nope not at all not at all i've been also using i used windows yesterday 
Mm-hmm. That sucked. <laughs> Windows like the operating system? Yes, or like- I hate Windows so much. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Yeah. What do you normally use? Mac OS. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I just can't deal. I can't deal. And I didn't even like grow up with Macs. I didn't have a Mac until I was like mm-hmm. in high school. Um, which wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> you know, like I've been using Mac for like, I don't know, like like seven, eight years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just going to Windows is like, like yeah. why do people choose to use this? <laughs> no, it's it's definitely weird. I know I've I had a Mac since I was like 13 or whatever is what we used. And um, then all of a sudden going to like my first, you know, like grown up job or whatever, like office job mm-hmm. had to use a PC and it was a weird adjustment period. And now I've got, I'm actually recording on a Mac, but talking to you on a uh, Windows computer right now. So I'm fairly used to both of them, but they're, yeah, there's there's an adjustment period for sure. There's just a lot of things that it handles in weird ways. Yeah. Like, Especially file management type stuff. I feel like yes. it's just not, not like super conducive or user friendly. Like just installing stuff is like a process. You know, yeah. like I, I can't do what I do on, on Mac where it's like, oh, there's a download button. Click download. Oh, it's downloading. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's done downloading. I'm going to open it. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. you click download. It's like, do you want to run this or open it? What? <laughs> like, Which one makes it work? Like, <laughs> it's like that's it. <laughs> you deal with that. You're the computer. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that. That stuff is like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I, I like technology for its purpose. Um, not a tinkerer. So I'm not. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a big thing for sure. If if you like working on stuff. And tinkering, like you said, then PCs are for sure great. But and whereas Macs don't really give you that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to do that at all, Macs are just all set up for you, and it's nice and fancy and fun. Yeah. So for people that just want to get in their car and drive it, you know, get a Mac. Yep. If you want to mm-hmm. assemble your car every time you drive it, get a PC. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Well, with that, let's uh, let's get into talking about some news things that are that are a whole lot of fun. Uh, this first one that I found was it's okay. There's not like a quick summary of this. Is actually there was an interview with Furukawa, who, as we all know, is Nintendo's president as of uh, or uh, I don't know, June, I think. I thought and it was. I think it was July, but that's was it July. We're getting the weeds. Yep. <laughs> um, but there was an interview with him in any case, and it's just got a lot of little interesting tidbits. So he talked about a couple of different things and has just a couple sentences on each. So I just figure let's go through them because uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. So the first thing, um, this is fairly poignant right now with some news as well. Do you think uh, you will reach 20 million Nintendo Switch units sold by the end of the fiscal year, he was asked. And he said, it's not an easy target to hit by any means, so we're going to thoroughly examine the trends from the year end and beginning of the year. We'll be going into our third year of the console soon, and the newness, quote-unquote, of the Switch will start wearing off. So it's crucial for us to release a steady stream of games. We want to show off that users can change their playstyle with the hybrid console and that it can be taken with you and set up anywhere. End quote. So, do don't we have a question in the Q and A about whether or not we think they're going to do that? We do have a question about that. Uh, here, let me check who that was. Just so we can be sure to give them credit. Uh, that was Patar thirty five. 
he said, yeah, do y'all think Nintendo will sell the 20 million Switches in this fiscal year that ends March 31st? Yes. <laughs> and I thought, like, I always thought they would. Like, I know a lot of yeah. people were like, I don't know, it seems like a lot. They only sold but this much. And it's like, I mean, yeah, but that's kind of like saying, I don't know, you might not get that game you want. <laughs> it's it's already March and you didn't get that game you want. It's like, yeah, because Christmas didn't happen yet. <laughs> you <Right>. know, <laughs> like that's where they sell most of their consoles mm-hmm. is during the holidays. And yeah. people are like, they only sold eight million up until this point. Okay. So wait until Christmas and then we'll talk, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. No, I think I mean there was a whoever that was, Michael Pactor or whatever. Yeah, who, you guys are hack. <laughs> I I hadn't I didn't remember specifically his quote until I was listening to the Wolf Den stuff and they quoted him as saying that it he thought it was only going to sell eight million total um, in uh, this fiscal year which I was like goodness gracious that's just kind like, of are you, dumb are you like, stupid it sold like seventeen million in its first year yep and that was no. without Smash Brothers or Pokemon right yeah no and I like I I never knew specifically if I thought it was gonna hit exactly 20 million but it was one of those things where it's like if it didn't it was going to be really close and like it wouldn't really matter you know like but definitely that it was going to sell a ton and it has sold a ton over the holiday season um i heard i I heard that a smash brothers game was coming and a pokemon game was coming (laughs) and i was like 20 million easy and then i heard that a new super mario brothers game is coming and Mm -hmm. like there's another there's another couple million attacked on that (laughs) yep yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think the only thing that would make me concerned for it is, well, not even concerned, but is f- people who are like my friend who is like specifically like really wants to get a Switch, but is waiting for a Switch Pro because there's been so many rumors for it. I don't think there's enough people in that camp to sway it, really. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a really niche, niche people. <laughs> it's a really niche camp. <laughs> where it's like you're you're like yeah really in tune with technology in that way mm-hmm. and you're like i don't know man they might update it, it might get yeah. you know it might get some new hardware most mm-hmm. people are like oh the switch is there it has yeah. smash brothers pokemon new super mario brothers mario mm-hmm. kart buying it <laughs> That said, I was, this is a tangent for sure. I was excited to hear my wife say the other day, she was like, you know, if I had to switch on my own, I might be more liable to, uh, to, you know, play games on it or whatever, which I don't know if that's true or not. Who's really to say, but that means that like, and she's not, you know, itching for one right now, but whenever the switch pro comes out, that's like a perfect excuse for me to be like, all right, then I will put in the money to get a switch pro for myself. You can have my old one. Everybody's going to be really happy. That's true. And that's very exciting for me. So, so yeah, um, his comments I thought were just interesting on that. Uh, the next, the next thing that he was asked is you recently meshed the mobile game Pokemon go together with the switch. And then he answers, which that's not even a question. <laughs> it's just a statement. He's like, um, Furukawa said, smartphones have their own unique play style. We don't intend for Switch games to play like smartphone games or vice versa. Our goal is to get people interested in Nintendo's characters and increase our fan base. However, games on smart devices are from different cons- are different from consoles. A smart device doesn't a smart device game doesn't sell out. Rather, after the game gets distributed, more content continues to get added. A stable flow of revenue is connected to this constant improvement of the game. We will continue our pace of releasing two to three smart games a year. Or smart device games a year. 
Let's just start calling them smart games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I make people like them more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Thoughts on that? I I mean, yes, that makes sense. Remember when they were like, "Oh, we're, we're not going to make smartphone games." That'll never happen. And now they're just like, you know what? Two of them a year. Mm-hmm. Which. I'm trying to think. Did we? Yeah, because we had two of them last year. We had yeah. uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and Dragalia Lost. Yep. yep right? Yep. yep. Um, yeah, and then this year we've at least got Mario Kart Tour. And if they're planning on doing, you know, more and than that. And was Fire Emblem I, the same year as Mario? I think so. I don't know. It might be have honest. been Mitomo and Mario in that year. Yeah, Mitomo's still doing really well. Oh, my God. <laughs> rip and rip. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, I mean, he talks kind of about the whole, you know, use a smart a smartphone game to bolster the franchise and stuff, which I feel like probably definitely happened for, I, I'll be curious to see because Fire Emblem um, Three Houses is going to be the first real Fire Emblem game to come out, I think, since, because Fire Emblem Warriors came out since Fire Emblem Heroes has been out. Yeah. But, because um, Fire Emblem Echoes, what, Shadows of Valentia or whatever that was, yeah. I think was before Heroes Yeah, came I think out. that was like right before it. So, I don't know. I wonder, it'll be hard to gauge exactly if it's in relation to the smartphone game success, but, I mean, it's probably at least partly due to it, or that'll be helpful for sure. We'll have to look at Japan for that, because I feel like Japan is, like, solely carrying Fire Emblem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, On mobile. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and uh, he'll have another, or there's another Oh, wait, it was right after. Echoes was? Yeah. Okay. And that sold pretty well, I'm pretty Echoes sure. Echoes was two months after uh, nice. Heroes, mm-hmm. turns out. And I feel like Heroes probably was kind of like a slow start, but I mean, I don't know. I wasn't honestly paying attention right around then. Um, or maybe I was, I don't know. Uh, not to that, at least. But uh, I feel like that might have been a slow start and then kind of, you know, it's just been cruising from there. Yeah, I, get, I mean, I think they've said as much as like that's one of their most successful mobile games because like yeah, per no, capita sure. it makes a lot of money yep no i think for sure by like charting wise it's i think i saw a chart where it was like three times more successful than each of their other ones and man i've seen so many ads for dragali lost and i just don't think that game's doing as well as they want it to be which yeah i mean it, it's doing fine but it doesn't seem like it's doing super awesome but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Dragalia Lost is like the only one, and I'm not huge on mobile games anyway. But right. ah, that's not true. Dragalia Lost and Animal Crossing Pocket Camp are the only ones that is just like I just didn't spend any like I, I don't even want to say real time because I haven't spent that much time in anything but right. maybe Pokemon Go and <laughs> Mario Run. Uh-huh. Um, but like Animal Crossing, I opened that a few times just to make Animal Crossing videos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I haven't like messed with much of the mobile games. Regalia Lost is like the one that I'm like the least interested in. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like, uh, I mean, cause I spent, there was a game called, I think it was like 
It was uh, Demon Hunter 4, and uh, it's just like a hack-and-slash. Honestly, it's kind of similar to Dreality Lost in some ways, um, but it's like a hack-and-slash mobile game, and before having the Switch, so like in 2016 or something, I spent a bunch of time in that, just kind of sitting and playing around and stuff. And if it weren't for the fact that Dreality Lost, like I've got a dumb old 16-gig iPhone, which just is not very much space at all, and so I can't even fit the dang thing on my phone. It's, uh, I mean, like I downloaded it once and had to delete a bunch of stuff off of it. So if it weren't such a huge download, then, because it's like three gigs or something ridiculous. If it weren't such a big download, I wonder if that would be helpful for anybody. But I assume there's not that many other people in my fairly niche camp of <laughs> tiny phone sizes. Yeah, like I haven't even thought about download sizes on my phone like i overcompensate in that area i have yeah. like 128 gigabytes on my phone mm-hmm. and i maybe use like 30 of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i were smart i at this point mine's just paid off so i don't really feel like doing anything about that but whenever i get a new one if this thing dies i'm definitely getting more than i've got right now um, the next thing that Furukawa was asked was about Labo. It says, a Nintendo Labo was an innovative new set of games that incorporated aspects of engineering. How has it been going? Which I don't feel like we've heard official statements from them very recently, so I thought this was uh, interesting in any case. He says, it hasn't sold as well as our other hit games have, but we did have an increase in sales for Labo during the end of the year. There are many new ways to experience Labo, and we're working on formulating new methods that convey its allure so Labo sales will have longer legs. End quote. Last time I heard with that, that Labo sold at least a million units, right? Yeah, I think the... which I think it was like combined, though. Like between so. the first two. Yeah, uh, I don't think the vehicle kit was out when they. When and they I want to say that was in the um, after quarter one, mm-hmm. so that would have been June thirtieth or whatever that they talked about it. Um, which that was still when kind of it was on the, you know, on our minds a lot more. I feel like. Right. Um, I thought it was just funny too that he, or not. He seems like a much more straightforward guy than a lot of other CEO or PR type people are like, Reggie is very good at PR kinds of stuff and so kind of works around um, and isn't very negative or anything. Right. Uh, like not he to say that pointed is, out, but like, like, he would have been like our relationships with like schools <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, like highlighting that. Yeah. So like for him to have said it hasn't sold as well as our other hit games have, like, all right, that's uh, that's kind of right out there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, this is a bigger topic, but like, do you have any thoughts just in general on like what you think Labo might do differently or the same in 2019? Um, I always thought that Labo was going to be something that was going to succeed whether we wanted it to or not. (laughs) Um, And mostly because of that aspect of like that they can partner with schools and like any type of like organization that like it's for kids like boys and girls clubs and stuff like that. Uh And like teach them how to code through, you know, like doing stuff like that. Um, Mm. I I don't know if I thought it was going to be like, you know, like 30 million units, you know, or anything like that. (laughs) But like, I definitely saw it on, on like the level of like how like MacBooks succeed. Like they're not selling as much as PC laptops are, but they're really popular and like really in like business, creative businesses and stuff like that. And in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like Labo is going to get a lot of its sales through 
things like that. So like rather than selling a lot to consumers, I feel like they're going to sell a lot more to businesses like that and through education. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like Labo is the thing to me that most debunks the whole Switch Mini being what people seem to think it's going to be where, you know, like the Joy-Cons or it just doesn't have separate Joy-Cons and stuff. Because if you're wanting an an entry level price point and they also care about Labo, I mean, it's possible they, you know, if they stop caring about Labo, then that's, you know, an extra notch against or for that uh, Switch Minis being what it is or something. But I feel like if they want to have an entry level Switch, that would be a good thing to pair up with, you know, even doing a Labo bundle or something like that, where, you know, for a kid for $300, you could buy them the whole thing rather than having to get them a Switch for $300 and then also getting them Labo for 70 or whatever, $80 or something like that. Right. Um, I think that, like, just the whole Switch Mini thing never really made sense to me. <laughs> I th- you're right. I mean, the I think my main problem with it, it would be great uh, in some regards, but I think there's so many first-party games that require, or not even, not necessarily, well, actually, no, there's, like, Super Mario Party. You have to have, uh, you know, detached Joy-Cons and stuff, and right. I don't think that they're going to do that. Right, and it's it, it's like... It just isn't the Switch at that point, you know? Right. It's not, it doesn't have their whole tagline where it's like mm-hmm. anywhere with anyone. You can't do that at that point. It's just a portable console. It's yep. just this insular thing that just belongs to one person. And mm-hmm. I feel like there, there's like a lot of people on the internet uh, that like are in this echo chamber of like, you know, like a lot of like the more hardcore gamers are like really insular and like i just like single player games and i just want to play the game handheld and i just want you know like it's not as social as what nintendo sees themselves as in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um so it's just like they really want the switch mini because that's how they see it and if they can save money on not having to pay for the thing that nintendo (laughs) is trying to sell everybody else Uh then they're all on board um, but I just don't think it, it makes any sense. <laughs> it just it doesn't add up. Like, yeah. And I mean, that said, I would welcome it. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't boycott it, you know. But <laughs> it just doesn't. It just, I just don't understand why they would do that. Right. Because yeah, a lot I of think... people like to bring up like the 3DS, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, well, the 3DS, uh, they came out with 3DSs that didn't have 3D, and it's like, right. yeah, because 3D eventually not even eventually very quickly became something that was on the back burner it was not their selling point right because they found out almost at the at day one that they couldn't even market that to a huge part of their user base right yeah so it's like they can't bank the console on 3d i mean and also the 3d thing isn't a game mechanic you know it's right. not there are I'm, i guess there are maybe a couple games where yeah, there's it's some games there. where it's like easier i guess to play the game if it's in 3D. right but for the most part it's just like this makes it a little bit cooler as right. opposed to it being like again with the switch take mario party take uh i mean pokemon let's go you can obviously do handheld yeah. but there's there's a couple of games where like you pretty much need to have i guess it's mostly mario party <laughs> that like if <laughs> it's mario party and labo yeah yeah labo well exactly and that's the thing yeah it's like that's their target demographic for that is kids whereas their target demographic for the cheaper handheld version would also be kids yeah exactly so it just wouldn't make sense for them to split their split their user base kind of but you know essentially make it like yeah this thing that you can 
use Labo with, you actually can't use Labo with <laughs> with this cheaper version. Um, yeah, and it would just confuse a lot of people. It's just like there's no world where that makes sense. Because right. like if they're saying, oh, well, sell the Switch Mini without a dock, which is what a lot of people are saying. It's mm-hmm. like you, no Joy-Con, right? Mm-hmm. Say that it can use Joy-Con and say that you can get a dock. Say this thing is two hundred dollars. Right. How much would it cost you to buy a dock and more Joy-Con? Oh yeah, <laughs> it no, will cost you sure. more than just buying the regular Switch. Yeah. So it's like it defeats the whole purpose of like, oh well, you can save money if you buy. Like it, mm-hmm. it just, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just like the-, the um the Switch that they started selling in Japan, where mm-hmm. uh, it comes without the dock and the like the adapter. Um, that's the the adapter is the part that kills me too. It's like, come on, <laughs> that's yes. like you really need an adapter. <laughs> Yeah, especially with all these dock issues. Seriously, yeah. With third-party docks and stuff like that. No, I mean, my not even prediction, but the the closest thing I could see to that that seems reasonable, again, like, Nintendo can do whatever they want. Just because it's reasonable doesn't mean they're going to do it or not do it. But the thing that I would think is most reasonable of a version of that is doing, uh, like, a quote-unquote handheld only. Well, it's not handheld only. It just doesn't come with a dock, but comes with a charging cord. And the screen, instead of being, is like more like plasticky or whatever. And so is more, uh, I don't know, kid-friendly or something, I guess, in some regard. And then it's just a little bit cheaper that way. And that's that's about the closest that I can see to that. Because the, the Joy-Cons still need to be Joy-Cons. Like, you know. We yeah, and ironically, I feel like the... the the only part of the switch that really is fragile in my experience is the joy con yeah no for sure because i've dropped my switch plenty of times <laughs> and i've broken a joy con but never cracked the screen don't have any scratches or anything like that yeah so yep so i'm curious to see where all that goes for sure but um speaking of their other handouts too he was also asked about the handheld system the 3ds so um they asked for a call what are your plans for your handheld system nintendo 3ds and he answered we're nearly eight years into the 3ds's life cycle now Jesus. boy howdy <laughs> so the amount of gamers who have wanted to purchase it are already there the 3ds has its advantages in being a simple and lightweight handheld and that is also quite a inexpensive we plan to continue our 3ds business moving forward as we've already prepared it to exist alongside the switch end quote i just don't know if those 80 million people are there yeah no i mean for sure i there's definitely not a i I am curious what the ratio is i feel like mm, 55 million actual people and but not all of them paying attention by any much yeah i don't even i i I think <laughs> that mm-hmm. I, I can see it being like 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think a lot of people lost their 3DS or maybe they have mm-hmm. multiple 3DS that they don't use like an older one. Like, maybe they had the old version, like the fat one, and they're like, oh, right. I'll get the new 3DS, and then they have that, you know? Because yeah. um, it's like, there's 80 million out on the market, but a game that they release on there doesn't break 2 million. Right. I, mean, I don't even, even think Touch is 2 million now. You don't think what was two million? I said I don't even think they've touched two million in, oh. a, in a, like a, a recent release on three. I, I mean, also they haven't had any good recent releases, so that's you know point against them. But even if they did, I think you're right. I think even if there's users, I mean, even if there's people that exist with those three DSs, they're not. I wouldn't consider them clientele in the same regard. They're just not like paying attention or wanting anything for that because the ones that are paying attention and wanting games pretty much have moved over to the switch yeah or you know are planning on it and are just waiting around and they don't want to 
probably invest more time in the 3ds and not move over and stuff yeah no because you're i mean and the last big game that came out on there i'm thinking i mean there was yokai watch blasters or whatever that was yeah which that's not even a big game that's kind of a spinoff of something that's i mean it was big in japan i guess yeah uh, uh luigi's mansion luigi's mansion but that's a port yeah man so hard to say but yeah i'm curious i they keep saying that they want it to live alongside the switch and i don't know what that looks like i'm curious to see what happens with that because i mean We've got, uh, you know, Kirby's Epic or Extra Epic Yarn coming out in March. And I don't think we know literally anything else for it. I mean, we'll find uh, out probably Yo-Kai a couple Watch things. Yo-Kai Watch 3's coming to the West. Um, What's coming to the West? Yo-Kai Watch 3. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then I think that is it. Yo-Kai Watch and, and Kirby. Mm-hmm. Which Kirby coming to, to 3DS again is like, mm-hmm. you would think it would be dead by now. <laughs> I am curious if anybody if anybody out there is listening and is specifically a 3ds user and like uh, cares a lot about it, please say something in the comments because I, I oh WarioWare like WarioWare came out oh yeah that was definitely year. the biggest one that came yeah, out recently yeah yeah but then everybody still was like I just wish it came out on Switch <laughs> that's true I <laughs> so, had that game hashtag free product, um, free product and I liked it but I the whole time I was wishing it was on Switch <laughs> yep man. Um, and then, so some other things that are on, that are on switch is he was asked about esports. So, uh, for car, what are your thoughts on esports where skilled players compete against each other? Question mark. And he answers the excitement over it is clear. The four, the core fundamentals of the joy of competition and spectating are right in line with our mindset of creating games at Nintendo. We want a wide age range of players to enjoy this regardless of experience. So we're currently sponsoring many game events and conventions, both domestically and abroad. For example, last year we held two large-scale events in Kyoto and Tokyo for the first time called Nintendo Live. However, it is not our intention to arrange a huge pies pot. From here on, we're considering events that will expand our interactions with fans. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's kind of weird with Nintendo and esports because it's like they've kind of had a foot in for a while with Pokemon. Kind (laughs) of. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's definitely. I wonder, and is that more Nintendo fronting it or the Pokemon company? It's definitely a Pokemon company fronting it. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I mean, like, I, I think they do these tournament things to show off their games, mm-hmm. but it's not about the esports players at all, right? You yeah, know, the, and the, that's why I was talking about like in the in the video where all the all everybody, all, just everybody got mad. <laughs> um, the Fortnite video. Where it's like there's there's oh, no yeah the Thanos one <laughs> yeah there's no there's no players like a like a um what's his name ninja there's th- no right. like a ninja the closest thing we have is maybe zero yeah I would say and, zero. and it feels like he's only really relevant when Smash Brothers is new you know mm, yeah. like in the first couple months it's like okay everybody's on board with this but ninja's still breaking it in you know Fortnite's yep. been out for how long. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's because like Epic Games nurtures Fortnite, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like the a part of it also is the kind of game that Smash is. I feel like is 
less um like i remember when i didn't when i played just a little bit of brawl back in college but didn't really know what was going on like now for me it's fun to watch matches but back <laughs> in those days there was one what is it it was like a link versus um it was like one of the most popular ones back then i think it was link versus uh um snake and mm-hmm. it was a pretty popular video or something and my friends were like look at this video check it out and like watching a seven minute long you know smash fight and stuff and i was like what's going on i don't really even <laughs> yeah so it's it's a little bit harder to like follow a narrative in the same way that it is in in Fortnite. but there's definitely games that are more like that i mean like splatoon doesn't have any kind of it's got like people that play it competitively for sure, but it, it doesn't have a presence on Twitch or anything like that, like, right. like you said. And I mean, I wonder, do you think maybe like with Nintendo switching up their, um, uh, not the partner program, but that thing that they switched on, on YouTube a couple weeks ago or months ago or so where they, you know, let people, you know what I'm talking about, but I can't remember the words, um, uh, where you can like upload things now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're tur- you, you're talking about them turning off the partner program. Yes. Okay, yeah. Do you think that'll be helpful specifically for esports as well? Maybe. I don't know if a lot of people are, like, hesitant to get into esports because of that, you know? Because you could have outside... Like, they've always had outside agreements like that. Um, like, that's why you'd see people like Game Theory streaming Nintendo games. Right. Because they have, like, a very specific relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if that's really going to have any bearing on it. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to be more into it because there are going to be more creators just in general streaming their games and playing mm-hmm. their games and making videos about their games. So maybe right. that will uh, then encourage people to be tos and like you know start these whole scenes on all these different games and stuff like that. Um, and maybe that will nurture whatever scenes they they have in the future, um, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know if any like existing tos are just looking at like oh Nintendo ended their program guess we'll start these <laughs> these tournaments you know it's like I think the interest needs to uh, show itself first right yeah yeah I'm curious how that goes uh, the last and the last thing that he, that he was asked and uh, was. How are how about your business strategies for overseas markets? And so, which uh, he answered, we are anticipating Asia to grow in the near future, which is kind of an interesting sentence in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> in that regard, there are still many things we can do. So we want to challenge ourselves in the Chinese market. Games on smartphones are now commonplace, so we're not necessarily fixated on the necessity of dedicated game consoles gaining ground. We want to expand into that market by the best means possible. For Kawa needs to watch more YouTube. India is where it's at. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. well, T series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true that. True that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess not a whole lot to say. I'm I'm curious what happens with China and all. I mean, they've got this stuff with. Uh, I don't. Did you see the thing with the Nvidia Shield TV and yeah. um, the Wii Upres games yep. or whatever? Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I can't remember if I put that in our one of our articles or not, but there was like um, the Twilight Princess. Uh, enhance graphics through deep learning <laughs> yep which Best honestly it looks it looked a lot better that was and i, I tell you it's not hard to make twilight princess look better that you are not wrong <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I played it for the first time like three years ago, and it's uh, you know, it's a fun game. I I enjoy it. I know it's you know somewhat controversial it's one way or another. Just so murky. It looks like they just dumped it in Vaseline and then threw it down a dirty hill. Yeah. So it's it's nice that it seems to look a little more crisp now. So um, I mean, it looks like a game that came out like what two thousand seven. <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was the last thing that Furukawa said on all that. And uh, something else coming to the Switch. You actually mentioned this in your video a little bit, but we can expound on it a smidge. That the SNES games, some of them were data mined for the Nintendo Switch Online app. Um, that's, I mean... That's most of the story right there is that they have been there were 22 different SNES games that we were found. And then more recently to kind of back it up, they found the language codes for all those games. And uh, so it looks like they seem to be set up to come pretty soon is is what yeah. data miners seem to think. So that's yeah. dope. I'm down. I'll put, yep. I'll definitely play those more because like mm-hmm. SNES is like where we get into the good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NES yep. is like for the for the history and the culture. It's like this mm-hmm. look how far we came, you know. <laughs> but SNES is like that's when you get into the the party gaming where it's like oh this is just like legit like retro. Like we have games that people are paying twenty five dollars for still, you know, yep. type of stuff like Celeste level games on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so to have those on my Switch, I'm down for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like NES games still have a lot of kind of the um, lifeblood of arcade games, which means that they're fun for a spurt at this point, like what we're used to. And, you know, I mean, back in the day, obviously, they were fun to play forever because that's what you had. And so you'd go in and, you know, see how far you could get in Super Mario Bros. But uh, it's not like super fun to it's not like you're coming back to an adventure i mean besides the legend of zelda i guess but even then like i i couldn't quite finish it like i every time i turn on uh nes game that's not super mario bros 3 i'm like i'm constantly reminding myself this came out in 1986 (laughs) um don't don't be too hard on it you know like this is a very old game this game is older than you are respect Mm -hmm. your elders yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, because, yeah, exactly. So I think that's the nice thing. With the SNES games, I do wonder if this means that the videos that go up when they announce the games, if they're, the like-to-dislike ratio is going to be any different. Who's to say? People still have crazy expectations one way or another. But for me, I'm, I'm really excited. Some examples of the games, by the way, for, for those that didn't know about this already. Uh, Super Mario World, A Link to the Past, Super Mario Kart, Star Fox 1 and 2, Super Metroid, Pilot Wings, Breath of Fire 2, and a bunch of other ones. Breath of Fire 2 I'm excited about because that was a game. I played that on the Game Boy back, I don't know, I was like 11 or so. And that was one of those, I don't know if you have games that were like this, but like I played it and then completely forgot about it and like lost the cartridge and stuff. And then years later, just remembered a tiny little bit about it and had no idea how to find out what game that was. So it took me a lot of years to be like, oh, it was what Breath of Fire was 2. that game? <laughs> The yeah. good old Breath of the Wild prequel, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, when when do you think, out of curiosity, when would you expect those to be coming? Uh, hmm. Let's see. When do we get? We got Switch Online in September, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll take that long. I'd, yeah. say, I'd say around E3. Okay. 
Interesting. Man, I was expecting even, I mean, I'm fine with it coming out at E3. Um, I mean, I think we're still. It could, I don't it know, could also be like a direct thing. Yeah. But I just feel like that's like a bigger deal than that. It seems right. like something that they usually want to roll out at, at like around mm-hmm. E3. I mean, I think one of the reasons that I think it could be theoretically this month or at least soonish. I don't know about because this month. We already got our games for this month. Right. So, but the only reason I think maybe that it could be at least fairly soonish is that they have their uh, investors briefing mm-hmm. coming up, and so right. like maybe they would want to, you know, maybe the investors know that there's disappointment That's with true. the Switch Online stuff. So then they'd be like, "Well, you got some more games," and people are gonna be happy about that. That's true. So, that's true. And that's, I mean, that's another reason why I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a direct within the next couple of weeks. Yep. Just because no. they usually have their directs somewhere in proximity of uh like earnings briefing Mm -hmm. uh whether it be shortly before or right after yeah yeah i'm not like 100 percent expecting it to be next week but it would again it's one of those where like to me it makes sense that it would happen but that's not to say that it'll it will just because i think as me that it would make sense yeah because i've been wrong before they've hurt me Yeah, I, I feel like we were right in there. Like, you know what? I don't like it. I don't like that. <laughs> this looks like they're industry insiders, and just despite them, yep. <laughs> we're gonna change the date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of industry insiders or the lack thereof or whatever, uh, analysts and I saw you tweet about this the other day. And uh, analysts have about faced on the twenty million switches being sold in <laughs> financial year twenty nineteen. <sighs> Yeah. Um, you uh, don't quote, say. <laughs> this is, again, like talking about the Michael Pactor thing and him being like just obviously so sorely wrong. I don't know how what are they to get be paid. Like, why do they get, why do they pay the money? I had no clue. I feel like their job is solely to be like, hey, here's the sales uh, data. This is what actually happened. Right. I mean, and it, why do we need to pay another person for that? We have it's a mixture of for this. like that and just for them to either doom and gloom or like hype stuff up or whatever. Like, yeah, so th- that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. the the foresight, it, it's not there. <laughs> so right. we don't need to pay them for that. At least, <laughs> at the very least, slash their salary. <laughs> at, 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 at most, fire them. Yeah. But at the very least, slash their salary. Yep. Yeah, the specific quote is uh, Takahashi Mochizuki um, and says, My latest Nintendo story, Nintendo's goal of selling 20 million Switch forecast in financial year 18, well, I guess that's called, it, a long shot, question mark? Maybe not so anymore, says analysts. Some expect uh, firms sold more than 10 million units in October to December quarter alone, which like, duh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was... I, I mean, obviously, we've talked about our thoughts on that and that it's, I mean, almost definitely, or at least they're going to get either to 20 million really close or surpass it, but like somewhere right around there, 100%. And so for these guys, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, fire these people, please. (laughs) Yep. 
Yeah, and more uh, more sales talk. This is uh, kind of goes back to last week. So, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is outselling its original release in UK and Japan. You don't this was... say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this um, especially man. So, so in the UK, it outsold it by fifty six percent in its first uh, what three days. Then yeah, and at first they were like they like undershot it. They were like it's twenty five percent or something like that. And they're like, oh wait, 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 it's, it's more than double that. <laughs> So, and then in Japan, it was, uh, it sold 166,000 in its first week compared to, uh, the original one, which was 163,000. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's no surprise. (laughs) And I, one of my thoughts on this, and I'm curious your take as well, but I have a feeling we align on a lot of things. So I'm, I would imagine it's the same as mine. I'm seeing a lot of like other YouTubers videos about like, is this game really worth $60? I see this is, this is so annoying. This is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing that those, those videos are so easy to make because there is always going to be that contingent of like super passionate gamer that like just wants to scream to the heavens that they're being ripped off for having to pay money for a video game. Mm-hmm. So any video that you make saying that like I don't know if I uh am happy that I spent money on this, you know? It, ju- it like it's just free clicks and it annoys me even more when youtubers influencers you know people whose job it is to tell you what's what Mm -hmm. regret something right that that to me says why are you doing this then because you're supposed to stop other people from regretting it before it comes out so if you're not informed enough on this game and it's not like it blindsided us it's not like they they were like oh this is going to be a brand new game or we're going to have all these levels and blah blah blah. so seeing people being like oh i regret buying this game it just tells me that you were just uninformed right which is kind of like a head scratcher because uh aren't you supposed to be informing people and you're uninformed (laughs) all right yeah Yeah, and it's i mean it's it's obviously for the clicks and stuff and that's i mean that's a real thing like people and as long as it doesn't f- feel explicitly like clickbait or whatever to the people in the audience i guess that's that's something but it also starts this whole conversation of games being worth something in a generic se- I, okay here's my problem with it is that things are only worth whatever it's worth to you on a micro scale so like if something's worth 60 dollars to me and it costs 60 dollars, then i'm gonna then i'm gonna buy it if i want it and if it doesn't seem like it's worth that like new super mario bros u deluxe if i didn't think it was worth 60 dollars, i'm just not going to buy it at 60 dollars, and i'll wait for it not to be 60 dollars in some respect but the reason it's priced that isn't because nintendo thinks that it will be worth that or not worth that to me as a human being and a person but because they know that that's the right market spot for it to exist and like they know it's going to sell well enough for them at that price and that if they sold it at $50, maybe they would make more sales, but maybe not enough for, you know, for it to be worth it. And it would set precedent for them to, to where people would then be more mad later because, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's I I just don't understand how people don't understand that Mm -hmm. companies exist to make money. (laughs) And, and that's why every company prices their games the way they price their games like so many people think because it is a rarity to be a nintendo and be able to sell three million copies of a game three years after it came out you know like Mm -hmm. uh, you know like a um 
Pokemon game. Like, Pokemon games on the DS were selling two, three million copies for years after they were released. <laughs> and still at 30, 40, sometimes Pokemon games are priced at more than what they costed when they released in that same iteration of the game. So not in this mm -hmm. way where it's like, okay, new Super Mario Bros. on Wii U is $50 and now that it's on Switch is $60. No, mm -hmm. the DS version of this DS game is $20 <laughs> more than it was when it came out. And yep. it's still selling hundreds of thousands to millions of copies a year. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why they cost so much because people are buying them. And yep. on the on the flip side of that coin, the fact that you can buy Halo 5 for $6 is not because Xbox wants to be your best buddy. It's because right. Halo 6, I mean, Halo 5 isn't selling enough to be worth $60. 100%. So they need to, they need to lower their price or, or vice versa with Uncharted. The reason why you can buy Uncharted for a couple bucks is because guess what? Guess what? It's not selling like it did when it came out. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, with Nintendo especially, I think precedent seems to be a big thing for them where like there's... Uh, they'll obviously do sales on games that aren't selling as well or whatever, but it seems to matter more to them that it stays its full price a lot of time and keeps its quote-unquote value rather than making it cheaper to try to get more people to, to buy it because then it seems like it's worth less too. So then it it you know maintains the integrity of you know their games or whatever. I mean, taking it outside of even video games, like notoriously diamonds aren't worth what diamonds are like cost but that's what they're charged for it and that's what we pay for it anyway so that's just like that's what the price of a diamond is but really as far as like supply and demand goes it doesn't have to be worth that much but that's still like that's the value of it just because that's what it is and that's what people are paying so as long as people are going to pay it it's just going to stay that and right. so same goes for this <laughs> right which circles back to YouTubers. That's why, you know, they're doing everybody a service. They're they're making these videos telling people that they regret buying this game so nobody buys it so the price goes down. That's what they're doing. <laughs> yep. Man. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, but it sold really well. And something else that sold pretty well was Pokemon Let's Go. Um, and this is... So, the Niantic CEO, John Hankey, talked about... Or Hank? Hankey? Whatever. I think it's Hankey. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's kind of a funny last name. Um, he talked about Niantic's successful business lately and finished his long quote, talking about lots of different things, by saying that the Pokemon company uh, have been very pleased with both Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go and are looking for more quote-unquote synergies between the game and core franchise. And that's good news for Niantic too, Hanky says. We've benefited in a lot of ways. Um, part of that's really obvious, but the, I thought the synergies part was interesting because it says with the game and the core franchise kind of hinting maybe at even some kind of I don't know it's it's hard to say if he's at all referencing the next game but I, I don't know yeah what are your thoughts on whether on kind of that case I think that they would be dumb not to uh continue like the the connectivity between not, not like literal you know but right. like the the metaphysical connection between <laughs> Pokemon Go and the Pokemon Core series, mm -hmm. or at just, least the promotion, right. like cross promotion kinds of stuff, right? But I, I I just think that they need to keep some type of connection there, and not maybe not do the whole thing of like just the game being catching Pokemon. Although there's a lot of people that 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 all of a sudden are coming out the woodworks acting like Battle of the Wild Pokemon is the best part of the game. <laughs> where back in my day 
We we, yep. we used to complain about the fact that you walk three steps and you run into a Pokemon. Yep. I mean, everybody's using repels anyway, so. <laughs> I'm saying, all of this revisionist history, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, and like, I get it. I th- a perfect balance, honestly, is if in the next game the Pokemon are both in the overworld and you can battle them. Right. There we go. Like that's. I think you know people's real complaint or what they mean to be complaining about is that it's fun to have more opportunities to have battles besides just trainer battles. And so battling wild Pokemon, like that's a real thing and that's fun and all that. But I think the like you said a billion times, the wild part of that is there's a little bit of excitement kind of some of the times where it's like what pokemon's it gonna be but then if you're just back in you know going through i don't know i've never had that excitement i feel like i have wit like and I, I was talking to bob about this when he was streaming it i have i've had way more exciting moments of literally seeing the pokemon be like oh there's a dragonite up there you know yep. like that's yeah. exciting running into the grass and knowing that it's here because of bubblepedia.com <laughs> And not being able to find it is frustrating. Yeah, but and just- it feels more like a relief when it finally... I think if you're playing casually, that's one thing, too. Like, going through and... The first time I played Gen 4, for example, I was like, oh, cool. I've never seen this Pokemon before. Here's a Buneary. You know, like... Right. And it's like, that's kind of fun. But as soon as you're intentionally going through trying to find something, yeah, that's just super annoying. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, even... Even on that end, if you're like just casually playing it and you don't look up like the ratios and stuff like that, I'm still running into the same Pokemon over and over again. And it's always Zubat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when it's in the overworld and I see Zubat, I can just walk around them. <laughs> yep. Man, I still have a grudge against Zubat and Golbat. Not going to lie. Like, I, I just can't. Even in Pokemon Let's Go, I mean, I just see them and it gives me chills. Like, <laughs> I don't appreciate them existing really in, in any regard but you know whatever yeah i mean i used to dread and i th- this was another like like moment of clarity for me for pokemon let's go where it's like i don't have to hate going through caves anymore man alive so true <laughs> especially like um victory road and doing all the strength puzzle type stuff or whatever the, the first time you had to do that and like didn't know what you were doing, that was such a pain because like you're trying to actually figure out these. But that was one thing, honestly. So Golden Sun, I've talked about it before. I love Golden Sun. And one of the things I really appreciate is I can't remember if the if the areas with puzzles have zero encounter rates or just a lot lower encounter rates, but it's somewhere in there. And so it makes the puzzling really fun because you know like, oh, I got to this puzzling area. I don't have to worry about it. And you also recharge um, your like mana or whatever by just walking around uh you're like you know magic levels or whatever and so and you also have like healing magic and stuff so it's like really fun to get to puzzling areas whereas in pokemon the couple of times that you'll run into some kind of puzzling area you're like all right if this is around you know somewhere where there's wild encounters it's just gonna be a pain <laughs> it's just ugh. yep just keep it keep it keep it up you know yep. keep keep it the way that it is you know mm-hmm. give us the wild ba- and like i don't even know if they need to give us wild battles in general but just like uh like double i could go so this would be a long video or podcast <laughs> if i went in like how i would want them to do it because like that could be another thing that's based on natures because like we talked about before like in the anime you don't always battle a pokemon that you catch right so if there's a pokemon that has like a like a um 
a more like you know rash nature or like they're aggressive in any way then you gotta battle them mm-hmm. you know but if they're timid you gotta just try to catch it you know stuff like that yep um so that it's not always the same experience with every pokemon that you run into but you do have that like increased uh amount of chances to battle and a wild concept but how about making battles just actually fun (laughs) (laughs) true or i mean even just re-battling trainers too like if you want to have more battles just go back to you know kind of like gold and silver and but better (laughs) than (laughs) that where you know like you can just go battle people again so like even if you don't battle wild pokemon as much you can just you know other people will have different you know it's not like now oh he had a rattata and it was level seven and now it's level 12 it's like no now he like also got a nidoran and then you know other stuff like that too i don't know would just be fun but something else that's uh, a little bit fun is, well, not for me specifically, but in general, uh, Mortal Kombat is coming to Switch, and there was a big presentation on the 17th, which was yesterday for me. Um, and so that's cool that it's coming, but there's an article that seems to point to at least it's coming probably later in Australia and UK or Europe or whatever on Switch than it is to other consoles and it doesn't specifically say if it if it's that's the case in other regions but i think we're assuming still it's not um so if you've seen that article probably don't worry about it i think it seems like in the u.s it's gonna come regular date as well hopefully (laughs) hey yeah so honestly if if that's not the case that's super frustrating just i mean it's not really because i think what frustrates me about it is stuff where if sales or like if developers bringing their games to the switch depends on the performance of other third parties that are multi-platform but then come late anyway then that's just it's frustrating because it's like you're not really giving it a fair shot so you know but i think that's not the yeah, case yeah it's like whenever they have these like staggered releases that's just one more excuse for people to be like well right it's coming here first so i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna buy this version i'm not gonna buy it twice you know um which i mean counterpoint it does seem like a lot of people are double dipping right even with staggered releases for switch like i i've heard a lot of people either completely waited or are planning to double dip for dragon quest Hmm. Yeah, no, totally. That I mean, it seems like it too, just from the sales of the PS4 one. And I feel like with um, like Dark Souls, it seems like it's still sold well on the Switch. I think what I'm, what sucks about it a little bit is it would have been a much cooler story if, if they it had come out, out at the same yeah. right. Because then I think you would have had the specific story of this a third party and B M rated game did so well or so much you know better on the Switch than it did on these other consoles. And just that, you know, and it's not an indie game because for indie games, it makes a ton of sense and it's commonplace at this point, but we haven't just had that story really happen yet on, um, with third party or, and before Mortal Kombat 11 sells 12 times more on Switch than any other platform. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Curious to see what happens with that one. But, uh, it seems like in any case, it seems like it's just in Australia and Europe that that's going to be, uh, probably coming late but something else that's uh, this is just fairly new for at least uh for us today as we're recording is that it seems like 
Darksiders 3 seems to be uh, teased in any case to come to the Switch as well because the Darksiders... uh, Twitter posted out something and someone was like, you know, it'd be cool if you guys came to Switch. And then they just retweeted or they uh, replied, perhaps. <sighs> Which is, uh, I don't know, could be nothing, but yeah. seems like kind of something. I feel like THQ Nordic is just like, you know what? F it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just has a lot of money mm-hmm. and they want to burn all of it. Yep. So... I'm uh, hoping that's the case. I've heard, I heard decent-ish things about it when it first came out, but then a lot better things after a patch that came out that lets you kind of play it either like dark. It's kind of Dark Soulsy. Um, oh no! But the patch fixes it to be not Dark Soulsy, so you can have kind of an option of how you want to play it. And I think I would. I have Dark Souls. I'm gonna play Dark Souls like Dark Souls, and I would play this not like Dark Souls. Just every game is Dark Souls now. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, but yeah, that's it for, that's it for the news. Um, you ready to get into, to your video? Sure. Fine. I guess so. (laughs) It was good. I, uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it was similar in concept to the one from last week. I don't know. Did you have any thoughts going into it just based off the one from the last week or how you approached it differently or the same or any of that? Um, I did. Like, for the first video, I wanted to, like, gloss over the non-game dev teams because, mm-hmm. like, they exist, but I didn't <laughs> think that people thought that they would be super interesting. Um, but turns out people wanted to know more about them. So I was like, okay, well, what do we know? <laughs> like, what do we know? Could, like, any of them possibly be doing? Are there any that I didn't talk about at all? Yeah. So that was one thing that I wanted to uh, focus on. And I also wanted to, like, try to attach it to, like, you know, like, more current events so like the thing with the super nintendo and stuff like that right um more so than just like it would make sense if sense if they made this because in the past they made this Mm -hmm. and we haven't had this in a while so you know two and two together Mm -hmm. um so just that that was really the, the the main way that i wanted to like approach it differently yeah now and that i mean i think it makes sense for like you and probably even in a, on a separate note, Nintendo or whatever to assume that those kinds of things aren't as important to people or whatever. But like, it seems like, you know, a lot of other people would want switch UI updates or like some of the stuff that seems boring, but would actually be great. And so I think even hearing about like, you know, this team could maybe be working on these kind of backgroundy things, you know, those, if they're like quality of life improvements, then that's, still really interesting because it just changes you know kind of your gaming patterns and all that kind of stuff which is always exciting and fun right so yeah uh yeah my thoughts on the video uh, just kind of going into some specific ones the you talked about nerd and that they're probably working on snes and other consoles for online um uh, stuff and that makes sense to me um based on the rumors i feel like my my guess in any case for the other consoles that it lists is I mean yeah it sounds like the count one is is not a code name maybe but like you said is maybe more just a count of how many there are so if that's the case I would guess that the next one they're adding on there is Game Boy mm. but that's, yeah that's what I feel like too but it 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 really just because we we really don't know right you know because totally. it's like we there's no classic console and the only reason why people knew for sure other than like 
for the SNES. Mm-hmm. Uh, why they knew for sure that that was SNES is because the NES games share a code name with the NES Classics mm-hmm. emulator. Um, so right. It can only mean but so much if the SNES one and that shit, blah, blah, blah. But we can't really tell anything with Game Boy or N64 or Game Boy Advance or any other console because we don't have those classic consoles. And we might not ever if if Reggie, uh, if his comments about it mean anything. Um, And I mean, I guess theoretically, if count isn't the amount of emulators, that could be N64. That would make sense. You know, yeah, count sure. could be N64 and whatever the other one is. I don't even remember. Uh, mm. Canoe? No, Canoe, I think it's uh, um, SNES. Oh, I don't even remember. I remember. Too <laughs> far removed, you know? Wrote that script a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, N64 would make sense. Even if it was the only one, N64 would make sense because that wasn't, wasn't uh, that, because Game Boy didn't launch on the original virtual console on, um, on the Wii. They didn't have Game Boy games uh, at the beginning, or did they have them ever? On the Wii no, or was that just on but Wii U? the Wii was in a portable console, Parker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So I don't know. I mean, if they're just going by the order of how they did it back in the day, you know, maybe they would go N64 before they do Game Boy just because that was what they did. But I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping it's something. That would be, you know, real neat. But again, I'm I'm happy to be patient with those, but just excited Virtual Boy for confirmed. Happens. Oh, my goodness. That was... <laughs> What a train wreck. That would be very something. Um, So yeah, uh, the next one you mentioned was Nintendo PTD, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Working on probably new hardware, uh, whether that's a Switch revision or the next console. I Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I feel I like if know. we're getting a revision, they're working on both. <laughs> right, exactly. That's because they're that's what always I was working say. on next console. Yeah, they've got to have something kind of in the pipe. I mean, that's why we moved on to Switch so quickly after the Wii U was because they had been planning for it for a while. Because otherwise, it would have you know if they had to wait until the Wii U was a flop already after a couple of years, then it would take a whole nother you know the rest of the console regular lifespan for us to actually get anyone instead of the i mean funnily enough they always start around this time where it's like Mm -hmm. like two to three years out they're like okay what's the next thing right yeah because i mean it takes a long time to build that stuff i guess i mean i've never done it but i would imagine seems like it takes a while to yeah especially with nintendo because they're like what if what if we do this and they're like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, but let's do, let's do this, though. And they're like, mm-hmm. nah, no. <laughs> but let's do a little bit of the thing that we said the first time and then also try this and put a vitality sensor in it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that never, nothing ever happened with the vitality exactly, sensor. Exactly, exactly. And this is why. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're uh, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. And then Hatena, second party, they created Flipnote and Miiverse and probably working on Smash World and like maybe an Animal they, Crossing They are. They're stuff. 100% working on oh, Smash right. World. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, they, they said, quote unquote, functions for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm, yeah. 100%. They're working on Smash World. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I mean, they would have been listed anyway in like the um, Smash credits and stuff like that. But no, functions yeah. definitely implies that it's not just like working on the game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would be cool. I mean, our, I mean that just makes sense. I don't even have any comments on that. Just <laughs> I agree. Uh, Genius Sonority, probably a stadium-like game or providing support on the Pokemon con- or Pokemon Switch. I really, I kind of hope the latter. Um, but if it's just a stadium 
kind of Pokemon game, that's also fine too. But I really hope that they're just helping out with the Pokemon Switch game because if it's if that's big enough to what I expect it to be, I would or will hope it to be, I would way rather take that over having a like pretty good Pokemon Switch game and a stadium game. I'd rather I just have a great Switch game. There's there's two worlds where I would be equally excited for either. Mm-hmm. Um, if they did what I really want them to do with a Pokemon Switch game and like really change stuff up and not just give us the same exact game that we've been getting for the past 20 years with the same battle system and all that crap and it's uh-huh. just HD Pokemon Yellow again um <laughs> I mean essentially yep. you know uh I would be disappointed but if they give us like this thing of like this is a whole new ball game you know like this is not the game that you know it's the world that you love and the characters that you love and the like the the basic formula of like would I like get the gyms, blah, 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 all the other stuff. But how you play the game in the minute to minute is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, okay, we know you hardcore fanboys that don't know how to learn a new meta. You want that old meta, right? Here's that old meta. Gotcha. Yeah, right. Um, so in that scenario, I would be down for a Pokemon Stadium. Um, if they're just going to do the same thing over again, um, then I would want them to be working on Pokemon Switch because then at least it'll be like a grander version of the same game we've been playing for 20 years. Yep, exactly. No, that's, I, I'm with you on both of those. Yeah, and then uh, you were talking about Grezzo and that maybe they're working on Skyward Sword port or something like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Or even if, I don't know if it's, if we've heard like rumors of Link's Awakening port or not port, but like a remake, or if it's just a lot of wishful thinking, and I think it's the latter, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that would be completely out of nowhere. I haven't heard anything about Link, Link's Awakening. I've I've just heard a lot of people in at various like prediction videos or whatever that a lot of people were like, you know, it'd be great a Link's Awakening <laughs> deluxe, but then everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's already a thing. Or right, Kinda, yeah, but like yeah. a you know a like remake an HD, of it. yeah, like yes, a... exactly. Um, I I would love that. That would be super cool. But I think we've only you know, I, I it's possible that that game's just on the, you know, over and done with as far as Nintendo's concerned, and they don't really care about going back to it. But it would be super cool because that's one that I again that I played that one. And years later, didn't know what Zelda game it was that I'd played, but I was like, mm-hmm. I played Zelda something on the Game Boy, and I loved it. Um, and it turned out it was Link's Awakening, and it's really good. So it'd be really cool to see that. But Skyward Sword port would make sense, especially with the stuff that we heard from um, uh, Aonuma and all that with Skyward Sword. And- yeah, with them being like testing all of the 3D Zelda games with yep. the uh, with the Wii U at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, all that stuff there. You had some other ones and I just generally agreed. So let's get to the comments. What did you guys think about AJ's video or um, your, you know, comments from what he asked you about on that? So starting up, we've got Mark Andrews who says, thanks for going deeper with the non-gaming teams. I'm currently playing Battle for Atlas and grinding in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Way to go, Mark. Uh, three bays left to, to find and a few level 100 plus baddies to take down. I would like to know if there's more information regarding Monolith Soft, and also if you think there's any chance for a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game for the Switch. Cheers! Exclamation mark. Um, that would be the last thing. That would be a third-party video. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do this again next. I think I might veer away from this concept 
for my next video. Yeah, that makes Possibly. sense. Possibly. Um, but I do want to do, obviously, I mean, I already said it. I'm going to do third parties and I'm going to do like the rest of the first parties that I didn't talk about. So like mm -hmm. Monolith. Um, and for third parties, which would be the uh, Mystery Dungeon games, because that's made by... Um, I don't even remember who it's made by. We talked about we that. We looked at it up last week. I yeah, but I don't even remember. Oh, uh, Chunsoft. Mm, yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, the, I, I can. I'll definitely talk about that at some point. I don't know if it'll be this soon, but I'll talk about it. Mm. Can confirm. Definitely will do that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the answer to the the general part of the question: Do you think there's any chance for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game for the Switch? Yes. As a general thing, yeah, one hundred percent. Because I mean, they always do it around the next generation. Yeah. Like, it's always within a year to two years after a new batch of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, the only... Uh, barring any, like, crazy off-the-wall stuff as far as, like, Nintendo is actually announcing a successor to the 3DS, and it's another handheld that it would be super dumb. But any kind of that kind of stuff, like, if they're moving everything to the Switch, and they're not going to just kill off Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, and the Switch still exists, so they'll just put it to the Switch. So, it makes sense. Yeah. I would see that happen. I just can't see them. I definitely can't see them doing that. No. Because the only reason why they would even make a handheld is so that it can take what the 3ds is for and that's right. just to be a cheap entry point point. Mm -hmm. and what could they possibly do to make a better 3ds that's going to make them money mm -hmm. and also be a cheaper entry point than the switch <laughs> especially because they've lost the ips that would go to a handheld at this point like pokemon is pokemon. not going yeah. is not going back like right. there's just no way and so at this point i mean uh the better thing than the 3ds just there's not like an in-between between the 3ds and the switch that's worth anything really you know like right. it's if it's better it's got to be enough better that it's it's just the switch and there you, you go know, so the, like, you know it's the successor to 3ds uh the the switch in three years when it gets a yeah. hundred dollar price cut <laughs> that's the one yes exactly <laughs> so yeah um so yeah i think pokemon mystery dungeon I, we definitely see that uh eric henley uh we know him I finally dedicated some time to finish Breath of the Wild. Good job, Eric. Proud of you. And having tons of fun with Let's Go Pikachu. I'd love to smash online, but I don't want to end up in another Wolf Den video calling out my internet that isn't actually bad. And then he makes a laughing face. <laughs> hey, man. As far as we know, it is. <laughs> yeah. But no, but no, yeah, yeah. Good, good picks, Eric. I'm proud. I'm not proud that you're just now uh, finishing Breath of the Wild. That's some that's some sucker stuff, you know. Yep. Here's you okay. got too much of that Bob rub rubbing off on you. <laughs> A side note on the, um, so I was listening to some another podcast or whatever where they were talking about How Red Dead. How dare you? I know it's appalling. Uh, no, I was listening. They're talking about Red Dead Redemption Two and that like, um, you know, that they want to go back to it and there's like so much stuff left to do and. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And just like a thought that I had with it, just I, I haven't played it at all, but um, everything that I seem to have heard or whatever, I feel like it's something where f from everything I hear, it's super, you know, intricate and expansive and like there's always something new to find and in the same way that Breath of the Wild is and, and Skyrim is or any of those kind of games is when they came out. But it sounds like the just minute to minute gameplay just isn't as fun or whatever where it's, it's like not it's yeah not. so like that's one of the things that's 
awesome about Breath of the Wild is I could play it when I had like 15 minutes to just sit there and be like, I'm gonna do a thing real quick. And then I did the thing and then I hopped out. But then also I could sit there for six hours and, and I did, <laughs> and, you know, get a ton of stuff done. Whereas for, um, for Red Dead Redemption 2, it seems like if you don't have that expansive amount of time to, you know, find that open world, it's just, it's not going to be actually fun to have done that. Yeah, I feel like the problem with Red Dead for me is that it's, you, you got to be really already into it, you know? You got to mm, be yeah. like... Buy, you gotta be sipping the Kool-Aid as it mm-hmm. as it were. Um to to really enjoy that game. It's not like like um there was like an article, I don't know who it was, it was like Kotaku or something like that that was like games like Red Dead don't need to be fun. Mm. Where it's like, what? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's like, I mean, which I think, you know, goes back to that point for sure of the like minute to minute fun thing. Cause if it's saying that it doesn't need to, it's like, what are you defending? Yeah, it's just like, and I don't know, like, as far as like define, like, what is fun, you know, like, like Man, watching that's... a movie is not fun in the way that playing a game is fun, in the way that <laughs> playing a sport is fun, you know, like, uh-huh. it, it's all like different aspects of quote fun, mm-hmm. but it, I, I definitely feel like playing Red Dead is a lot closer to the experience of passively watching something mm-hmm. than playing a Breath of the Wild. I think, I mean, some aspect of fun, at least in games seems to have to overlap with rewarding mm-hmm. and uh, you know if if there's too much tedium then it's hard to kind of get to a rewarding point and enough like that's i mean again that's the thing with breath of the wild is like the uh, the action in and of itself is rewarding also finding things is rewarding so like there's just all these little things where you feel like you know excitement from i did a st- thing yeah exactly <laughs> um Whereas, you know, so honestly, like, I feel like with Dark Souls, I... Oh, God. <laughs> back. <laughs> so I played it for the first time. Uh, I, I got it for my birthday, I guess. So, it, like, November, in any case. I was playing it a lot right up until Christmas kind of time, or up until Smash came out, honestly. And mm. the thing with it is, like, it was my only game that I was actively playing, so I would play it because I could go into it and, like, sink a decent amount of time into it. But as soon as I had other stuff to play that I could kind of pop in and out of, you just can't put as much attention onto that one thing anymore, so I just... I've just put it aside completely until I know that I'm just going to go back to it, which may or may not ever happen. I don't know. I've gotten to a really hard boss fight. <laughs> so. yeah, it's, it's weird in that way because it's like Red Dead, I completely dropped because I felt like I didn't have time for it. Mm-hmm. And when I when Smash Bros. came out, I dumped all of my extra time Yeah, <laughs> that I didn't even know I had. You know, this is like... <laughs> So it's like uh-huh. I made excuse, and I yeah. I get like in a lot of ways I don't have time right. to play Red Dead in the way that I have time to play Smash Brothers because a lot of the time that I spent in playing Smash Brothers mm-hmm. went to making videos in one way or another, whether yeah, that be to stream or like having something to talk about mm-hmm. and action point. Um, so and yeah. it's it's true in one way, but in another, it's just I just didn't I wasn't interested. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's kind of like it exemplifies how much more time I have for a Switch than I do for, I mean, my other console that I have right now is a Wii. So for you know, but if I had a PS4 or Xbox, I know for sure that I just have more time for something that I can spend 
smaller increments of time on than something that I have to dedicate so much time to. Right. Um, so I think like, that's, it, it's, that's definitely even when it, like Smash Bros. I think I think I put like a hundred and sixty something hours. <laughs> Uh-huh. into that game and it's death by a thousand cuts it's yep. if you look at my switch i mean my uh smash brothers playtime it like even because smash brothers delineates it even further where it's like uh this is your active playtime like time that you're actually fighting in this game and this is just idle like you sitting in menus mm-hmm. like my average playtime of active time is about like an hour and a half mm-hmm. so it's like every time i turn the game on i'm playing it for like an hour to two hours yeah but it's just sitting there so it's like i can pick it up play it for a little bit do a few matches uh do something in a video write a script wait for it to render play another match you know so it's like but i can't do that in red deck because it's like if you pick that up and you leave out and you come back in you gotta like reorient yourself and figure out what's going on Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah kind of like fall back into the world or whatever where it's it's just it's just fun i mean i think you know again nintendo prioritizes fun and just gameplay mechanics over all the other stuff which is frustrating in its own regard sometimes when that means that the story is lacking because of that because there's sometimes we're like if they hired specifically um like arlo has a video a video series on breath of the wild that was a lot of fun to watch and he talked about how um the the writers for breath of the wild were just the you know producers of the game they didn't hire like actual people who are writers and so the cutscenes and all that really kind of fell sort of by the wayside in that regard where they just weren't as it wasn't as narrative as it could have been but it didn't have to take away from any of the other stuff to do that so i think the fact that all like the gameplay is really important is great but you can also shoe in shoehorn in the other stuff to some degree as well um i i don't know if i i don't know if i agree with that um Hmm. in terms of like trying to like lessen the the skill that it took to do the story that they did Mm -hmm. um because for the game that they wanted to make they couldn't have the story be this like super deep like really involved thing right because then it's disconnected from what the gameplay is yeah i guess for me at least the way that i interpret it is it's more stuff like uh, like the end of the game for example and he made a big stink about this and i fully agree (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) it's just that like you beat Ganon, and then there's a cutscene where Zelda's like, "You did it, good job," but then there's not. It has it, you know, kind of falls to the Zelda curse of ending games where, when you start it back up, you're just right in front of the boss. Which that part in and of itself is fine, but there's just not. Well, I mean, gameplay wise, that's fine, but there's not anything conclusive really about the world where it's like you get to see all these people that you saved or any of that kind of stuff. Which even Ocarina of Time did that pretty well where it showed like here's the world all having a a grand old time like in uh, Mario Odyssey for example when you go back to all the other kingdoms there you get to play with um, you know having Koopa in all those places and all that but even just getting to see that in a little cutscene would have been cool but I think again I I don't think that that was a thing that's owed and I agree but Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's a thing that's owed to skill I don't think they needed to hire Mm -hmm. some type of like uh, seasoned uh, writer it was just the thing that they chose to do they're like let's give this a Zelda and that's a that's a saying you know like a (laughs) Zelda ending you know like that's an established thing in gaming where it's like that's one convention that they stuck with right Um, because they want you to be able to be like you know what I'm gonna fight Ganon again right 
which I have not done. <laughs> I've put 250 hours in, but I only fought Ganon the one time. But, uh, I mean, it was a fun battle. But, well, mm. uh, the dark, whatever, doesn't matter. All that stuff. Um, good things. I, I feel like this could be a great, even longer conversation. But we got to get back to these comments. Um, comment, like, subscribe. Caleb <laughs> Rosa says, there is also a sub-game in, Can- in Kirby Planet Robobot called Blowout Blast, which is basically a 3D Kirby's Dreamland. Oh, and one of the... A betas for Kirby Return to Dreamland was a full 3D Kirby game. So Hal definitely has been wanting to make a big budget 3D Kirby game, which was you talked about Hal in your video, which we didn't cover in the part where I was talking about it. So yeah, yeah, I was I was talking about. I mean, I I made a couple of Kirby videos uh, about mm-hmm. this very topic where it's like, okay, like I'm done with this Kirby thing. Like they gotta <laughs> they gotta step it up. Um, and yeah, they've expressed interest in making a bigger, more involved Kirby game that's 3D, Mm -hmm. um, but just haven't done it yet. (laughs) It's like, just, just do it, you know? No, Yeah. I I mean, and you're done. I think your point, especially the, the Kumazaki or quote where he was talking about like, we've, you know, we're closing this chapter of Kirby or something along those lines, hopefully is as telling as it sounds like that sounds really you know, telling that right. that stuff is changing. Uh, and I really hope that's the case. It's exactly what they need to do with Pokemon. Yeah. You know? Everybody just needs to look at Breath of the Wild and say, wait, mm-hmm. you mean things can get even more successful? <laughs> even if people are still happy with the status quo, we mm-hmm. can improve on things? <laughs> Man, I really hope that, uh, that that becomes more of a trend. And it, I mean, I, I have high hopes for, or medium hopes, that that'll be the case for at least some franchises. I just hate the if it ain't broke, don't fix it yeah. mindset. I hate right. it. I hate it. Yep. It's uh, so, like, ironically, like, anti-consumerism. Like, you know, it's like the whole thing is you want people to want to buy bigger and better. Mm-hmm. But you're not giving them that. Yep. Yeah, it's... A bit crazy. Um, someone else that's probably crazy. Just kidding. I don't know who you are, Brendan. Um, <laughs> Brendan Trevathan. 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 Um, it says, right now I'm bouncing between Save Me Mr. Taco, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Eevee. What uh, is the first one? <laughs> oh, it's a... Uh, so, I don't know if that's a full name, Saving Mr. Taco, or if maybe it is, but it's a Switch game that has the exact aesthetics of a Game Boy game, like an original Game Boy game. So it's kind of like the green and black color, like uh, monochrome kind of thing. And I think it's a platformer, but he's kind of a little octopus looking guy because I think Taco, um, the longer version of Taco. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, never mind. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it. I've just uh, seen some screenshots and heard a couple things, but I've heard it's pretty good. So, Uh, Uh, Brandon, you can tell us all about it in the comments. Uh, And he said, I've got some problems with how experience is handled in Let's Go. I don't think they thought that through thoroughly with the effect the wild battle mechanic changes would have on the rest of the game. It's fun. It lets me do what I want, though. Yeah, I I, I think that's I why I was saying is. I just don't catch a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just played. I play Pokemon Let's Go the way that I play every Pokemon game, which is ooh, I like that Pokemon. I'm going to catch it, and uh-huh. that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. The only times I've like grinded to catch more Pokemon or whatever is when I've got one that I just 
or I've got a bunch that I just feel like leveling up. So I'll just be like, oh, I'll just go catch some Pokemon right now. Right. But, you know, so then I'll put like an Abra and Magikarp or whatever in my party just to get them leveled up. But then besides that, my actual main ones, I'm really not at all. Um, yeah. Which is just fun. Um, and again, and someone else that's fun. Sorry, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> Benjamin Aquino. A great video. Exclamation mark. I'm playing through World of Final Fantasy Maxima at the moment. Sprinkle in a little Splatoon 2 and a little Smash Bros. Ultimate 2. I would certainly like to know more about Bandai Namco. I wish that <laughs> I had the mental capacity to play Splatoon and also Smash Brothers. Yeah. But I don't. But every time, every time I turn on my my uh, switch, it's either a game that just came out, so I can form an opinion on that, mm-hmm. or it's Smash Brothers. Yep. Like I'm just still in that curse, if if that's what we can call it. Yeah. Um, but I do want to play Splatoon. I I like that game a lot. I definitely feel you. I mean, I, again, I've never actually played Splatoon. How dare you? <laughs> so with that, it's really just that. Like I. I know that I'm terrible at shooters and I just haven't ever. This is why you need to play Splatoon. That's what I hear. Yeah. And so it's one of those where like if. uh, And the second thing that's most important is that I don't play games multiplayer all that much besides a little bit of like local multiplayer with friends. But like online multiplayer. This is why. No. Yeah. So I think I'd end up playing the single player a lot, enjoying that. And then I. I don't know for me if it's worth spending sixty dollars again for me because it's how a- dare you. So we'll see if it next time it goes on. I'll I'll promise you this: next time it goes on sale, I will just get it regardless, and because that's a compromise of some sorts. And then uh, we'll just see from there, and it'll be fun. And then you're gonna uh, be like, "This is the best game ever. We shouldn't <laughs> wait forever to buy it." Yeah, but no, totally. I for me. I have, like, I can only ever mentally juggle two games, I feel like, at a time, and they have to be pretty different from each other. Like, I'll play, I don't know, Stardew Valley, and then also play, uh, I don't know, Dark Souls, or something like that. Um, It just depends on what the game is for me. Like, I could juggle between a lot of different games, but if it's, like, these, like... Uh, like spider-man when i was playing that i was like okay i can only play this <laughs> right. like that's just literally it i'm not playing anything else yep um, i can't play two platformers at the same time i think that's something like i uh after i finished hollow knight i got celeste and then i had celeste and like crash bandicoot at the same time but i haven't picked up crash bandicoot yet because i wanted to make sure to finish celeste first maybe you shouldn't play crash bandicoot <laughs> it's a bad game i like crash bandicoot personally it's a bad game i mean also that said i haven't gone back to it since i was 15 or 14 or whatever i'm just saying it was bad it was bad when you were 15 too it was bad but i liked it then i guess i don't know um hey man somebody has to like the bad games you're welcome i'm taking the (laughs) (laughs) i'm taking the fall for you uh yep uh last but not least for the comments on your video fried melon good good name fried melon i like that um the third that work can you fry melons i guess you can fry there's a simpsons episode where they (laughs) they get a a big old deep fryer and uh it's mo switches up his uh bar into being like a family style restaurant and they Mm. get a deep fryer and like everything is deep fried 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's really funny. So I guess you could that way. That where you, you got it from, it. you Simpsons fan fried melons? I let's find out. Fried melon and let us know. Comment, like, subscribe. The third <laughs> that third video better talk about Monolith Soft, you know, cause they are owned by Nintendo and are working on a new game. Rumor to Don't be. you tell me what's due, <laughs> sir. I think he just did. This is <laughs> this is why I'm not making that video this week. Oh, Fred Millen. <laughs> You ruined it. Exclusively because of him. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he said, rumored to be a new IP. We're also ru- uh, rumored to be just a new Xenoblade. Still a great rundown overall. Thanks, Fried Melon. I guess we'll find out about that in a, maybe a next video that you make. Who's to say? But yeah, that's all, the, that's all the comments on, on that video. Uh, I'm curious to hear, again, when you make the, the last one for the... <sighs> For the it's Nintendo even, parties and stuff, even, but it's might not be a even the last one. There's two. Not, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I feel like spacing them out makes sense. Um, personally, yeah, I just want to talk about more stuff. You know, yeah. No, I can't sure. talk about studios for the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I'm going to be talking about a studio anyway. Right. But true. So. Uh, yeah, and then last but not least, we're into Q&A. We're into your comments and questions. You can ask them on, uh, you can join Discord, ask them on there. Uh, you can ask them on Twitter. There's, uh, you can ask them, I guess, on the on YouTube somewhere. Cause you post, yeah, you can uh, comment on this podcast right here. You can yeah. ask them on in the podcast comments. And we would love to answer those questions. Um, first of all, I... I owe Gazentia Fox somewhat of an apology because last week he talked, he made a long comment talking about Monolith Soft and Mm -hmm. said that it was talking about their Octo expansion. And we thought he was, he meant to actually type in the Torna expansion. But in the comments of last week's video, he mentioned it actually, he did mean Octo expansion that he couldn't find backup anywhere to specifically show that it was Monolith Soft that worked on it, but that he's pretty sure. So Mm -hmm. sorry to have tried to correct you on something you actually meant. Uh, but yeah, the first question comes from Patar35. Out of all the Nintendo IPs that are predominantly 2D platformers, which IP would you like to see get a 3D game on the Switch? Um, I already talked about Kirby at length, so I'm going to say Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Yep, that's that was what I was going to say, so I'm going to say something different. Um, and uh, again, I agree with your video because we agree on a lot of things. Um but the it's frustrating me that people are like, no, Donkey Kong doesn't work in 3D just because that one Donkey Kong game didn't work I in hate, 3D. I hate that people use. Uh, it yeah. just I, and I mean, I guess I guess I can't completely blame them because like if you're not a creative, then that's just how it is, you know. It's right. like nothing works until somebody makes it work. Right. But no, that's yeah, exactly. That's just how everything is. It's like it, it, just because something's not working currently doesn't mean that it never will. I mean, that's like someone being like, "Yeah, I mean, I I can't run a marathon even if I train for it because the first time I tried to run a marathon blinds, it just didn't happen and right, like, I wasn't exactly. able to." Like, no, just you work on it, and then you work up to something. So, like at this point, they know how to do three D platformers way better. Uh, you know, as in a lot of people have complaints i guess about super mario 64 or whatever but then it i don't know i really like super mario 64 but you know they they just get better at things and they know what things to take away and that the collecting isn't the funnest part of super mario 64 therefore it's not like take that and amplify it to a billion percent for um 
for Donkey Kong 64. So I, I think they should give it another chance and it would be awesome. Um, for my actual answer, I mean, I would have said that one. Um, yeah, Kirby would be cool. I don't really care about Yoshi in a 3D environment. I think I think he's all right. Um, yeah, I think. See, the, the problem is uh, with Donkey Kong and Kirby is because they're the frequency. Like, we get so much of the same thing right. that it's just like, okay, but, like, what if we got something different, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> with Yoshi, we get a new Yoshi game every four or five years. Mm-hmm. So, if that. Yep. So I'm fine with you. And Yoshi is not like Yoshi typically changes up enough where it's like, okay, yeah, this is interesting. Right. Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, even like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is an, is an awesome game and changes up stuff, but it's still, you know, it's like a, a very, very well done version of a similar concept that, you know, all the country games have been great or whatever. Right. Um, but it's, it's not like changing up the base mechanic. It's just, it's adding a lot of fantastic detail into the same it's concept. It's like a new Super Mario Bros. game. Right. Yeah. So, Which is fine, mm-hmm. but just not revolutionary in any way. Right. So, I, I mean, I think, uh, whereas with Yoshi, yeah, they actually, like, he's, he does more than just, like, run and jump. And so there's a lot more puzzly aspects. And, um, you know, the way he in- interacts with the environment is more different than a regular platformer is. So they're able to reinvent on that pretty well. Yeah. So that's and, and it's more exciting because, in and of itself. Like, Yoshi games aren't all Yoshi's Island. Right. So it's like that that mechanic is different in that way too. Yep. Um I'm trying to think what are other 2D platformer um uh give us a another Kid Icarus game. Give us yeah. Kid Icarus Uprising I was too. Say, yeah. Give us Ice Climbers. I was gonna, that's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, no, Ice Climbers, that would, I mean, that's not even like, you know, obviously one that's been around yeah. doing things often for a while, but I mean, they've got to know that Ice Climbers are popular in concept at least, you know. Right. I mean, maybe Much they don't. like but, Kid Icarus. Yep. I mean, now's as good a time as any of just like, give it a shot. Give us an Ice Climbers game. You've got a great video explaining um, thoughts on that. Was that did Logan, Logan make that? Logan yeah. made Logan. Took you being that fanatics video. for Logan being Logan. <laughs> yeah, Logan took uh, that idea from mm-hmm. under under me. I talked about <laughs> it on the podcast. I said, "Hey, you know, it'd be cool if we had." A, matter of fact, I think it was on the podcast with uh, with Just Jess where I talked about. I think that they should make a. Um, that sounds or, right. And, and then he was like, you know, I'm going to make that video. I was like, <laughs> You're like, no. That's gross. He does that. He does that all the time. <laughs> Taking my ideas. Uh. <laughs> uh, but I think I still want to do a video about that because he didn't really make the video that I would want yeah. to make. Like his That's, idea wasn't the, mm-hmm. exactly the same. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that I think that they could do to like modernize the idea of what ice climbers are and actually make it good because ice climbers are not great. Not great. Not yeah. a good game. Mm. No, I played about a couple minutes of it on, you know, there's a bunch of games on the NES, NES online stuff that I was like, oh, I'll yeah. give it a shot, see what's going on. And that was like, it was all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not like, not a game I'd sit down and play for a long time by any means. But I mean, like we said, that's kind of the case with most of the NES online games. Yeah. I am curious to try, I, I haven't booted it up yet, but uh, Zelda 2, uh, that seems, I'll give it a shot kind of see what's going on there i like it in concept i don't think i'll like it in practicality very much but i played it for like i played it before Mm -hmm. um but i played it on switch online for like five minutes and i was like yep (laughs) Mm -hmm." check that off the box (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, no, for sure. Can't so, wait for those SNES games, though. Yeah, oh man, I I'm prepared. Um, there's honestly there's a couple that because I've got the SNES Classic and NES Classic, and exactly the same thing that we talked about with like just the setup time and like having to. It's not long to set it up at all, but it's just a little bit more tedious than if I were to have it on my Switch. Right. And so there's a bunch of games on there that I'm like, I'm kind of just going to wait until they come here to really give them a chance. Because like I got a little bit of the way through Earthbound but and would like to play it more, but just don't feel like going and setting it up on my TV because often if I'm in the living room, I'm like, you know, hanging out with my wife and we're watching something or whatever. So we'll see what happens. Yep, maybe, maybe. I, I debated. I, I like. I almost bought a NES Classic, mm-hmm. um, but then I was like, nah. And then I saw it on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and Will from the Wolf Den is like, he was like amped for that thing. So I was like, Yo, Will, buy this. It's available. <laughs> Get it now. <laughs> So then he, he he bought that then, um, and I was considering getting the SNES Classic, um, but I just ended up not doing it. I could probably see if I can get one through Nintendo, but it's just not really worth it because I don't think I would make a video about it. So it's like, hey. yeah, yeah, right. I mean, honestly, for I for me, part of it is just the longevity of having it because I don't have any kind of collection of. I started gaming with again like Game Boy and sixty four kind of time, mm-hmm. so I don't have anything hardware wise SNES or NES and I think just having something like that where it's like I know I'm going to have this forever um, that's kind of just nice to have the security of that because like I'm you know there's going to continue to be ways to get those games in the future especially if Nintendo keeps doing what they're doing but um, still just having that is uh, is just nice to have on hand yeah it's definitely neat Mm -hmm. Um, but meh (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) Yeah, um, and Patar. The other question he asked uh, was we already answered earlier. But do you do you guys think the Nintendo will sell the twenty million Switches in the fiscal year that ends March thirty first? Yep. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yep, yes. Yep. Um, LS Drin two uh, or LSD Ran two. I don't know. I call him Lizdrin. Lizdrin, cool. What's up, Lizdrin? One v one me and Smash fam. Bebop, yo, same though. Zephyr, ditto. And Dan. So, Yep, go ahead. Yeah, okay, continue, continue. <laughs> Dan, how do I beat Bob? <laughs> and then I think Grimhane has something. Uh, oh, yeah, now that you, AJ, are Dan, through the transitive property that is beating slash being beaten by others in Smash, how do you plan to reclaim your throne from Bob, who has very obviously been practicing despite saying, quote-unquote, the last time I played was this Tuesday, uh, Tuesday being a very recent short amount of time from when the comment was made. All right, so context for this. We streamed Smash Brothers yep. uh, yesterday, question mark? I think it was yesterday. I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. Wind- being on Windows threw everything off for me. I felt like it took four years. <laughs> um, but Wait, but I thought we- you loved Windows. You just talked about how much I you loved it. it. I hate everything about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> so we were playing that. Mostly Bob was playing. We were supposed to co-stream it, but because Windows is being dumb and I couldn't stream the thing and also stream the voice chat on our Discord call or whatever, it was just couldn't do it. So um, he ended up just playing against uh, supporters on on uh, 
on Twitch or whatever. So he's mm-hmm. playing for 50% of, I mean, 50%, for 90% of the stream. And then at the end, we're like, all right, we're going to do 1v1s. So he wins the best two out of three in that 1v1 that we did. I'm like, Bob, you're literally just warmed up for two hours and 45 minutes this is my first time doing a 1v1 match <laughs> it's like and also and i have a i have a uh, i took a snapshot of this if, if we need receipts mm-hmm. but you know how you when you beat somebody you get their tag yep i have like 30 of bob smash tags <laughs> bob is beating me three times total yep we're not going to sit here and act like because uh, more. So it context. sounds like Bob is way better at Smash than you are. Clearly, clearly, AJ, so. clearly, one hundred percent. But um, context on that on yeah. the on the you're you're now uh, Dan or Bob or whatever. Um, Dan and Bob have had a, a rivalry because mm-hmm. um, every time I play somebody that is good at this game but not as good as me. <laughs> I usually compare them to Dan, uh-huh. to Bob, and Bob doesn't like that. <laughs> Bob's like, I want you to compare them to me. Why don't uh-huh. you compare them to me? So he was like, you know what? I'm going to destroy Dan. So, and mind you, they haven't played together as much as me and Bob have played together. Uh-huh. So that's why we don't have like this storied history. Granted, I also have nearly 30 of Dan's tags. So there's that. Uh-huh. There's that context added to that. Uh, <laughs> um, so I said, whoever wins this fight is the new Dan. And that's who I'm going to compare to people that are good, but not as good as I am at this game. Uh-huh. Um, so Bob beats Dan, right? Yep. And then Grimhan was like, okay, well, now AJ and Bob had to fight. And if AJ loses this, then he's the new Dan. I'm like, this, do- this doesn't work <laughs> like this. I have I have a long history mm-hmm. of being significantly better. I've earned my stripes. <laughs> maybe maybe Bob is just a like a sleeper shopper or whatever, and it's just you know he's been faking it this whole time, and it turns out he's actually been super super good. No, next time we play this game, Bob's getting at at the very no, least two stocked. <laughs> at the very least, I'm embarrassing Bob just because of Grimhane yep. exclusively. <laughs> It has nothing to do with Bob. Bob's Thanks, not. Man. You did it. Bob's not making a whole big deal out of it. You know, he's not making a stink like Logan would, because Bob knows. He understands. <laughs> but I'm going to destroy Bob just because of Grimhane. Well, I'm. It's all your fault, Grimhane. It's all your fault. I'm. I, I mean, his fault. I'm pretty sure he's fairly pleased about it. I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> he's not complaining. Uh, yeah. Um, which and he actually has more questions too. So. I don't want to talk to you, Grimhane. No. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I will relay on his behalf then. Um, <laughs> with the end of January Insight and Nintendo very likely delivering good news to their shareholders at the upcoming meeting, yet no direct announcement despite several leaks slash rumored days, do you think we'll get one before we see a large chunk of Q4 behind us? Question mark. Um, I do think that we'll get a direct within the next couple weeks. Do only two. The fact that we have that earnings report and they typically like to have some sort of mm-hmm. direct around their earnings reports. Yep. Yeah. And especially because, I, I mean, just going based off of history, oftentimes directs are on Thursdays. Their earnings report is also on a Thursday, but then their earnings report happens like 
you know, Japan time during the day, which means it's already happened by the time we get up here in the States and the director typically in the morning. So this is, you know, kind of tinfoil hatty or whatever, but it's like math kind of and history would seem to show that if it's going to happen on a Thursday, like the 31st wouldn't make sense, but then the 24th is the only one that's left. So seems like a fair shot in any case we've like, also had directs on like other days too so yeah. like, i could i could see them throwing it out on tuesday or wednesday too yep i, I feel like it'll probably be like tuesday because mm-hmm. that's just my luck <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's a good point that uh changes stuff for you yeah i don't know i feel like my my personal guess would be this thursday which um would a little bit suck for me just because for very uh, like only me reasons of my bosses typically work remote. Um, well, just in a different office. I'm in kind of the Tennessee area and they're up in Chicago and mm-hmm. uh, they're coming down that day or that like next week. So, oh, so I you won't... can't slack off and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't take an extra long lunch break or like work from home or whatever and stuff. So like, I mean, I'll probably, I'll still get to watch it, but I won't get to watch it live with you guys. That would yeah. be my guest. So hopefully if it's, if it's less than an hour, I can probably swing it. I mean, it's typically less than an hour, so I'll do my best, but, um, uh, yeah, just my luck that it would be this Thursday coming up, <laughs> but also that would be really exciting. So I'm hopeful. For whatever that's crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and last but not least, um, a little bit different kind of a question. Uh, Grim Hayne asks, as Logan has now been MIA for several streams, podcasts, and his last video, is Parker now the new Logan? Or are you in search for a more perm- permanent fix? Ah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was in there. No comment. Um, TBD. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think just as far as like, I'll be on the podcast. We know that much. Yeah. So that's, yes. you know. Um, He'll be on the podcast regardless. Regardless of what happens, if Logan somehow appears one of these days, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with that. Um, TBD. Yep. But Parker will be here for the podcast. What's up, y'all? Get ready for, for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like, and maybe, I don't know. We've talked a little bit about adding more stuff to this channel, the Directly to You one, but I don't know if what'll happen with that or not but if nothing else then at least i'm hanging out for this podcast and i'm having a grand old time and i appreciate all your questions and you guys support uh unless y'all are bad mathing me behind my back in which case thank you for not telling me to my face (laughs) (laughs) let him down softly don't tell him about that secret discord room (laughs) don't tell him Ugh, secrets eh um but yeah that's i mean that's most of what we got for this week do you got anything big coming up this next week or what you're planning on playing or any of that i just gotta make the video you know mm-hmm. just gotta make the video uh potentially too but we'll figure that out you know yep <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to just playing more pokemon let's go pikachu and some more smash and all that kind of stuff hopefully you get to have some video game time on the long weekend and yeah should be should be a grand old time. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thank you for listening to Directly to You, episode 46, question mark. Um, <laughs> I hope you had a swell time. Um, I hope you, you, you just enjoyed me and Parker, you know, talking about Nintendo and video games and how much I hate Windows. <laughs> um, I hope you have a great day. Goodbye.